too. They be the hardest to keep it a boat. So I'ma just wait every day till it's two. Cause I know for facts they gon' tell me what's up. I be in my car when the station ain't on. I'm anxious, I'm waiting on them to go live. If it ain't them, then I'm riding in silence. I promise that no one can do what they do. Yeah, it's like hundreds of stations that's airing, but I'd rather listen to Rory and Sue. Rory and Sue. Rory and Sue. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rory and Sue. Rory and Sue. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rory and Welcome to the Baller Alert Show, starring Ferrari Simmons and Sue Solo. Ball Alert, Ball Alert, Ball Alert. Welcome to the Ball Alert Show podcast, available everywhere you get your podcast. I go by the name of Ferrari Simmons. Hey, best friends, it's your girl Sue Solo. And like my dog Ferrari said, welcome back to the Ball Alert Show podcast. It's been a little minute. We missed y'all, but we're going to catch all up on the tea. We're going to get into, in case you missed it, Baller Mail. And we got a dope-ass interview, but we'll tell y'all about that later. Hey, Ferrari, yeah, how, how was your weekend? I know it was pretty good. I I, I know, but are you going to care to share with Baller Nation? Baller Nation, um, I had a good weekend. I have a... I have a crush on somebody and we're having a good time getting to know each other and that's that but for our resentments how was your honeymoon uh, my honeymoon was amazing except for day two day two i got bit on my forehead by something and uh it swelled up really big uh almost like when will smith had that allergic reaction <laughs> in that movie i forget what it was and i got bit in my left finger, in the finger. yeah well I, I was clumped up so i had to go uh my wife took good care of me uh we had some ointment from the er room at the uh we were in st lucia super dope and um i was super happy to spend some good quiet time with her got a little spicy with her and uh yeah i am back and uh, spicy. did y'all try anything new for the honeymoon you know, I'm always trying to try something new. Right? That's just what we do. <laughs> Three finger snaps for y'all. Let's get into In Case You Missed It with your nasty ass. Just in case you missed it. Child, T.I. done got his crazy tail self arrested in Amsterdam on the 3rd. Okay, he said he was taken into custody for using his phone while cruising through the town and hmm. did not stop while crossing the street. And his handlebar broke off a cop's side mirror, child. Out of anybody you could hit. He hit a cop in Amsterdam, okay? He hit Instagram Live to explain a bit of what happened. Take a listen. So I'm locked up now. Uh, I'm obviously not supposed to have my phone as I'm biking. And uh, and because the policeman ran into me and broke his, uh, what is it, his rear view, you know. And because they don't, I didn't have my passport on me, I don't know. It'll be fine. They arrested me and didn't even put me in handcuffs. They just opened the door and invited me to the back seat. I obliged. See, I need the officers in America to take a little lesson, okay? Don't use handcuffs. That invite was sad. them I obliged. into the back of the squad car, and maybe we will just oblige as easily as T.I. did, okay? Now, Living Legend Ice-T has a five-year-old with his wife, the infamous Coco Austin. So the couple has been all over the blogs these past few days. I know y'all have seen it because Coco says that she still breastfeeds their five-year-old. And some of y'all don't like that. Now, most people feel like the breastfeeding stops when the baby can walk, regardless of how much nutrition breast milk may actually be giving the child. But what Coco said was, my child eats steaks and hamburgers. She just likes a little snack every now and then. It's, and it's more about the bonding for her than it is about giving her breast milk for nutrition. I'm not really sure if that's helping people persuade their perception or not. But my question is, well, her, what she said was, 
Coco is saying that it's less about the nutrition, more about comfort. Her daughter wants this. So, best friends, my question to you is, do you think people are over-sexualizing the fact that Icy and Coco's five-year-old child still gets breastfed? We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. What up, y'all? This is Boss. I'm kicking it with Ferrari Simmons and Sue Solo on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Oh, man. the uh, I, I don't even know how to do the proper introduction. This guy, I, I, you know what? I will say, I don't think that you get the flowers that you deserve. Definitely been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. I heard you've been ghostwriting for some famous people. <laughs> What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. And, you know, thank you for the flowers. Uh, you definitely deserve it. You told me to get your business. I hope that's okay. Nah, let's talk about it. For everybody listening, just so y'all know, we are talking to Dream Dreamville's first signee. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. 
Boss. The name is Boss. Don't forget it. Don't mispronounce it. It's Boss. There you go. We killed that. What's the full name? Because I need to give people some context of where Boss comes from. Uh, Boss is is my first name, my birth name. Um, It means lion in Arabic. My family's from Sudan, um, you know, so that's like Northeast Africa for those that, that don't know. And, and Arabic is the primary language there. So, you know, that's like we grew up speaking Arabic in the house. And that's what my mother named me. See, now, I'm, I'm not going to let that go without saying that before my family came to America, they were in Sudan. My family had a business out there. They made a life for themselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to see Africans really break out of our tradition, which is what I told you on a sidebar conversation. Yeah. Because we are very creative. We come from the motherland where, where black greatness comes from. So shout out to you, especially being signed to Dreamville. How did that happen? Yeah, how did that happen? Um, yeah, so I, I, I was raised in Queens from when I was about seven, eight years old. And Cole ended up coming to St. John's University for his undergrads. And my brother Eve was attending St. John's at the time. And I was like a townie. I had uh, I had pretty much just dropped out of Hampton University. Shout out to all the HBCUs out there. Um, it, was, it was definitely a, a very enlightening experience, but I got back home and, you know, I started hanging out with my brother again, running around, hooping, with playing like at the local basketball courts. So you can hoop, you can hoop, hoop. I'm all right, I'm a, I'm a great role player. I won't even gas you. Like I, I'll set a good screen, I'll rebound, I'll hit the open jumper, you know what I mean? But I, you know, everybody loves playing with me. Like ask, ask Cole about my screens. I set the best screens in the game, I say that much. <laughs> but uh, that's probably that's probably how we got tight, honestly, on the basketball court, and then just like like have you and J Cole played a one on one because we know that he went and played back home for a couple minutes. <laughs> well, he see he's 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 gone all the way with it. I mean, Cole is like training. He's I think it, back in those days we were all just casual, you know, casually hoping. I think now he's just he's just far far and above ahead everybody. I mean, guys doing dribble drills and linking up with NBA trainers. I got nothing. I got nothing for him now. <laughs> it's over. All right. So wait, go back. You was you saying you linked up with yeah. basketball? Yeah. So I used to I used to throw a lot of parties, things of that nature. We should just hang out, and then you know one day, my brother Eve, who who went on to manage Cole and co-founded Dreamville with him. Um, along with Adam Rodney, who was who was Cole's roommate back at St. John's. We were all just homies at that time, and we started just, you know, CDs back then, mixtapes. We were hand-in-hand in Cole's mixtape in the neighborhood, like all around Queens and New York, just trying to put people on. And, you know, they were doing the same, and, you know, eventually they landed a situation with, with Hove. And then when I, when I took to rapping, um, it was, like, purely accidental with some some friends of mine like just convinced me to do it on on the macbook one night like one random drunk night to be honest and you know when you got like irrational confidence and uh it just kind of sparked a bug in me i had never had you know a, an outlet for creative expression before and so i just i caught the itch and then i would just wake up every day and work on my craft and then you know i would send my brother some records and then you know one day cole called me like man like you know, do you, do you understand what you're doing? Like, cause it was just so raw at the time. He was like, this is like completely you. I hear, I hear you, I know you in this. You know, that's the most impressive part of, of like finding your artistry. And he's like, everything else is just like a developmental process. So he's like, you know, just start coming on, on the road with me. And I started hitting the road with him. I started working with like his band, his keyboard player, Ron Gilmore. 
Um, his stage manager, Cedric Brown, who's a childhood friend of Cole's, um, they were like kind of aspiring producers and I was like the aspiring rapper on the bus. So we kind of started forming my sound. Um, and you know, like three years later, when Cole did the Interscope deal, he was like, you know, I want you to be my first artist. And it, you know, it was a no brainer. So it was really a family affair, like from the ground up. It honestly just seems, you know, my, my, my question to you is, I wonder what was so different about you that made you his first signee. I mean, we've seen J. Cole work with so many talented people, support them, but why were you the first signee? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because um, you, the familiarity works for you and it works against you in a lot of ways, you know, because you don't want to be biased. Um, especially when there's a lot of things at stake and money being invested in all types of things. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, I do vividly remember around Cole's second album, Born Center, he was going to play songs for guys we really looked up to. He was playing his album for, like, No ID and Salam Remy and, you know, just guys who have an incredible footprint on our culture and, and a, an incredible legacy. And... He would play their album. And, you know, this is a true testament to Cole that the, after he was done playing his album, he'd be like, yo, you know, there's this kid from Queens I'm rocking with. Like, I want to play you a, a few songs and see what you think type of deal. And, you know, both times he played it, uh, you know, both of them were, were just were very impressed and were interested in, in signing me at the time. And I think that was like the first purely objective co-sign, you know, because we all just came up together. And I, I think that kind of changed a lot of things because from then on, I just saw like a different, a different fire in a sense, a, a different level of, of belief. But obviously at the time, Cole hadn't put out Born Center yet. So there was, you know, no label's gonna give you a full label situation off of one album. But then, you know, right after that, he dropped Born Center. And then it was like, you know, every label wanted to be Dreamville's home. So, um, you know, I was just blessed to, to be in that position, be in that situation, get to really develop as an artist, as a performer, um, you know, and learn, learn a bunch of things from the guys around me who had really put in, you know, 10,000 hours and mastered their craft. Uh, let me interject, because you said you, at, right at the end was going to be my next question. You're around Cole. You're around Cole when the whole situation came. You're around Cole when... He becomes one of the best lyricists of our time. I, I always say this to me. I feel like he's my Jay-Z. You know, I didn't grow up listening to Jay-Z like that, but I grew up listening to Cole. You feel me? And right. I loved how Cole carries himself. And I can kind of tell that like, you're very well diverse. You're you're nice and calm and collective. You, the energy seems really genuine coming from us. You know, we interview everybody, so. I can tell uh, you have a very high level of confidence. My question to you is, how much is that you and how much is that what you've learned from being a fly on the wall and being around J. Cole? A lot of that is definitely what I've learned um, from being around Cole and even the whole Dreamville. There's, there's so many talented musicians and producers that are part of our camp that really help speed up um, you know, my, my learning curve in a sense just because I was able to be around and be a sponge and sit in these sessions. And even the first tours Cole brought me on, I wasn't performing. I was just riding the bus and working on music and watching him perform every night. Or, you know, one of those tours was the Club Paradise tour that Drake did that one summer. And it was like Drake, Cole, Meek Mill, Waka Flocka, 
2 Chainz, oh, French Montana. Yeah, it was like an amphitheater run. And I'm just on that tour watching everybody every night, you know, taking notes, seeing what parts of songwriting, you know, are, is the crowd resonating with, you know, what moments you can create in a live show. Like all those things were, were invaluable for sure. So, I mean, that, that gave me a lot of confidence. And then once you start doing it and you build your own fan base and you start selling your tickets to your shows and they show up and they know every word, you know, every step of the way um, is a confidence builder. Even even now, you know, even like doing a song like The Jackie, which, which to me is like, I had the intention to want to create a bigger record. You know, I think usually I make my album and I'll pick the single out of it afterwards. And this was one of those times where I had a lot of the album done. And I said, you know what? I want to make the singles. I want to craft them specifically for what I'm trying to do, for the effect I'm trying to have to, to kind of reach a new frontier in my career. Like you said earlier about, you know, giving me my flowers and, and kind of being slept on. Like, I'm aware of that. And in ways, like, I want to break out of that. You know, I want to, I want to, put my stamp on it. I want to create these big records that you need to, to reach a certain audience and, and reach a certain level of, you know, acclaim and, and notoriety. So, you know, I try to be intentional about all these things. I think the difference is you're actually creating an organic following. You know what I'm saying? People are really getting to know who you are, not only as a person, but as an artist in his purest form. You are, you don't seem to be one of those artists who is tainted. Somebody who is trying to be pulled in directions that he doesn't want to go in. So what do you think it is about your sound that's really drawing people to you? Because you you really selling out shows. Like you 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 are selling shows out. Yeah. Well you know, I think the beauty of it is like having a, a very like multicultural background. Um, as far as my ties to the African continent. You know, I spent five years in, in my early childhood in Paris. Um, and then I have four older siblings who spent you know, varying degrees of their life all over the world. So my my oldest brother, his name is DJ MoMA. He um he's probably my biggest musical source. He spent you know 18 years in France by the time we left, and he was putting me on to like you know French house and UK garage, and you know now he put me on to like a, a Mapiano out of South Africa and like a, a bunch of like African artists and things of that nature. Um, so I think when I create, what I've realized is all of those things come out in my sound. All of those textures, all of those influences, um, they've become my sound. So I think it just keeps me out of a box. It keeps it open and it keeps it exciting for my fan base that they never really know, you know, what they're going to get. And that, that's the beauty of it. Like even, you know, with the Jackie, I'm conscious also to make those records without my core being like, who the hell is this guy? Like, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. This isn't the guy like I grew up with, I've been listening to since I was in high school, etc. It's all natural. It's organic. But uh, but again, it still has to be an evolution. Now, let's talk about the Jackie. Uh, little TJ, J. Cole. Uh, of course, we know the J. Cole. Where did the little TJ combo come from? You know, I just thought his, A, I wanted a, a New York artist on it. Um, Cause it's kind of like a New York summertime story. And then TJ's cadence, his melodies, I just thought would fit that like bright sonic sound that that T-I, uh, that T minus set up for us. Also, I don't think I've ever really heard TJ on a on a beat like that, you know. And and to me, that's the funnest thing about collaborating is how do I how do I bring these artists into my world 
you know, in a way where they fit organically. They don't sound out of pocket. And that's always like the puzzle and, and the joy in doing it, honestly. And then, you know, the kid, he's 20 years old. He's ripping it up. One of the biggest artists out of the city. You just love to see something like that and, and support it. We know that Afrobeats is on a high right now. You know, a lot of people are starting to tap back into the motherland, Africa. But you don't fall into the Afrobeat sound to me. Of course, being African, I, I hear your influences, which is why I asked what I asked. But I think going back to, you know, you wanting to have that record that helps you reach different crowds. I get that. But I will say I stand firm on the fact that what you're doing, I think, has a lot more longevity because it is really organic. It is. Oh, yeah. The people that are attracted to you are attracted because of the creativity. Like, I don't even know what I don't know what to call your style, you know, and, and I love that. I love that it doesn't fit into one mold. Yeah, I do too. I do too, and 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 I agree. And that's why you know, that's the art in it. You know, it's, it's trying to set these goals for yourself creatively, and you know, execute them in a way where you keep your artistic integrity. You know, and I've, I've never felt like I've strayed from that. And you know, hopefully, I never will. Right? That's that's the goal. But it's been it's been a lot of fun creating these records a little differently. You know, when we made the song. At the time we were working on the off season, um, obviously the the content and the sound of that album is is a, a bit moodier and deeper, and and it's you know we wanted to make a lighthearted record during those sessions because we we're just like really deep into this like soulful album. Um, so you know it's just good to have diversity, like you said. If if you can't put me in a box, then I'm doing something right. Now wait wait don't don't think you're gonna get up out of here without me asking you. You know, let's talk about this hair, man. Like, I'm always used to, yeah. you know, the pro, you know, uh, what, what made you, you know, bring, man, you know a, few, up a, a few things, a few things, you know. I miss wearing hats, first and foremost. <laughs> you know, I miss wearing my good Yankee. You look um, real New York with that hat on, let me just say that. You know, like, I'm, I miss this part of my life right here. I'm going to keep it on for the rest of this. Um, <laughs> But no, also it's just, you know, I had to throw for like four or five years, man. I, I'm a Gemini. We make impulsive decisions and just go for change. I can't be in the same space for too long. Um, and that was just something I was just felt like doing one day. And for the first three days, I woke up like, man, what did you do? And then on the fourth day, I was like, man, this is fly. I'm liking it. <laughs> and now I'm all the way converted. I don't know what's next. I guess that answers my question is boss in a relationship, but you kind of already said you can't stay in nothing too long. You can't come in. I mean, no, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's not true. I am, I am, I am committed. We like still got you, know? you are in a committed relationship? I am, yes, sir. Oh, okay, okay. We love to hear yeah. that from our black men, yes. Hey, just go ahead and say her name then, since you committed. No, you know, I, I, I like to keep things private, okay. but I'll give you that much, you know. <laughs> we with it, we with it. <laughs> now, is, is she someone that we would know if you were to say her name? No. Is she nope. from New York? Nope. Oh, where's she from? New Orleans. Wow. Shout out to the N.O. Got you somebody from the South, huh? Hey, she got a little no. spice to her, okay. And let's talk about this versus last night. Did wow. You think, did you think that Dipset was going to wash the locks and got surprised when Jada, you know, started? Never up? surprised. You know, I'm from New York. Like, Jada. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Jay, you know, Jada's, Jada's one of the best we've ever had. 
You know, and, and, and I, I'm happy that he he's getting his flowers amongst the whole new generation and amongst this like, you know, digital digital media age. I don't think the locks really had a viral moment until last night. And it was well deserved. And it was a showcase, man. They put on a clinic as far as performance, stage presence, confidence, like, you know, and not 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 to even like disrespect nobody, but you watch a lot of clips from live shows and all the festivals are coming back now and you're like man like there's a lost art of performance that's that's kind of missing am amongst a lot of the youth these days where they're just playing their record they got their vocals in the record it's not even like a tv track it's not a show hey, track he said, just... he said no vocals i don't do yeah that. yeah look at look at jade up there breath control like he's he's he's, he's older than all these young cats like breath control all of that spitting flawlessly um I'm I'm happy that that was really appreciated. That was good for New York too, by the way. That's so good for New York. It was big. It was big for sure. I want to see G Unit on the verses now. I'm I from Queens. See, I want to see Fifty Cent versus Ja Rule. Ooh, ooh, that might get spicy. That might get like Gucci Jeezy levels of spicy. That's what we need. We need at this point. That's from last night. We need a. I need a shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I'm just shocked that nobody got to swinging on the versus battle with Dipset and the Locks, because because it was really aggressive for me. And you know how y'all New Yorkers do, y'all y'all yeah. just by nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like to me, that was like a barbershop argument about sports. You know, in New York, they get that aggressive. So I think people know how to get aggressive in New York without getting too physical. It's just part of the nature of, of just how we communicate. <laughs> y'all, yeah, y'all stay out of Atlanta, please, for all that aggression. Hey, hey look, <laughs> hey, look, you African and you from New York? Oh, bro, you, you, I, I I'm, know, you know I'm twice as fast. <laughs> all right, man, we appreciate you. You got anything else soon before we get out of here? Uh, much, much love. Thanks for having me. Later, y'all. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. With more of the Baller Alert Show. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Message! And now it is time for Baller... Mail. Oh my God. Mm-mm. Y'all know I get the. I, all I gotta do is go through my DMs and you can feel free to DM me. It's all, of course, um, uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell a soul, okay? Privacy, <laughs> disclosure alert. Hey, Rari, I am a middle aged Caucasian woman and I am addicted to black men. I am currently in a relation, relationship with a Caucasian man, but I can't stop fantasizing about African American men. I am heavily, heavily considering leaving my man to experience making love to an African-American man. What are some things I could do to get over this or to get through this? Please help. Well, what I'll tell you, Sandy, is it is not uncommon to um, to thirst for an African-American man because our men are amazing, okay? African-American men are are the creme de la creme, okay? They they are the kings of all kings. So I can understand why you want to get your rocks off with an African-American man. Now, I can't tell you how to get over it because I don't think that's anything you can get over, okay? When you want a black man, you just want a black man. They're just that amazing. Um, what I can tell you is I don't know if you need to be leaving your um, relationship, you know, uh, just because you have this fantasy of being with a, with a black man. I think... Um, Maybe you talk to your man and see if you can get a hall pass. Just see if you can get a hall pass. Don't 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 destroy your home, you know, just to go see uh, what a mandingo talking about. Cause it's probably really what you want. You're probably really looking for the mandingo sis. And you know what, Sandy? I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I got. Yeah, um men are king, okay? I really don't have nothing for you besides, you know, if you decide to leave your man, just be prepared for whatever happens with that. I feel like if you have a happy, stable, good relationship and you're fantasizing, I don't know if that's a smart decision to make. And you're a middle-aged woman, so that means you know responsibility. I don't know if you have kids or stuff like that. That ain't nothing worth uh, you, you know, trying to figure out. This is something you probably should have figured out when you was earlier on in life now. If you just so happen to be single and you can do whatever you want with your box, um, yeah, you might want to ask for a hall pass. You might want to ask for a hall pass or something. Um, but I, I don't know what to tell you. This might be the first ball of mail when I really don't have no advice besides 
Um, don't throw away, especially if you have something good at home. I don't really think you should be over here worried about stuff like that. I mean, um, the grass is green where you water it. Okay? Ooh, say that. Say that, black man. You know what I'm saying? Don't necessarily. Good advice. You know, you might get your rocks off and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, hell, you, you don't know what, what that may bring you, you know, on the other end. So, I don't necessarily, I'm not one person to tell you to leave the person you're in a relationship with just to go find how that feels. I don't think that's a good idea. Now, if y'all so happen to break up and you want to go get your rocks off, yeah, go ahead. Definitely do that. But uh, I wouldn't recommend breaking up with your guy just to... I'd rather you just keep it 100 and be like, hey, this is what I feel. This is how, what I want to do. Can you help me get through this? I, I don't know how to tell no white woman how to get a black woman. So I, I, don't, I don't got nothing for her, but y'all I, got some advice. I don't know what to say, baby. Yeah, if, if y'all got some stay, advice. Don't stay with that. Stay where your ass is at, y'all. Okay, well, that's it for her. So, we ain't got no yeah. more advice. But thank you for tuning into the Ball Up Show podcast, sis. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's go on. Let's go ahead and get up out of here. Sue Solo, any last words, my friend? My last words are, ladies, just when you think ain't no good fish left in the sea, they come swimming upstream, okay? <laughs> That's all I got. This one, uh, I'm, I'm going to give my last word to all the school teachers and all the um, principals and school faculty staff. You guys should be paid more, especially school teachers. Uh, you guys are basically... Um, teaching the future and helping set up the future you guys are underpaid underappreciated um, I just wanted to take time out to shout out to all school teachers you guys are amazing at your jobs especially the ones who care and put in extra hours uh, you guys definitely do not get the credit that you guys so rightfully deserve so to all school teachers this year I, plead, I pray that you have a blessed year uh, COVID free uh, sick free as as you know to maintain your health as much as possible and um you know i'm gonna pray over you guys to make sure you get through your school year without any blemishes or any issues because uh, you guys are really 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 one of the most important people besides doctors and nurses and people like that um school teachers especially the young especially the ones to the you know the elementary school teachers you guys man you guys have to deal with a lot <laughs> i know because i got two in elementary school one in middle school <laughs> and uh one going on to college so uh, all professors school teachers faculty and staff you guys are much much so graciously appreciated i don't have a, a future free band statement today this is strictly for faculty and staff and all people in the education department you guys are so appreciative and uh you guys really help shape and mold the future of the earth amen okay well thank you guys for tuning into the ball alert show podcast until <laughs> next time bye ball alert. can't get enough of baller alert follow us on all social media platforms at baller alert or log on to ballerAlert.com.